Word for your word. Maitreya Vacha. The great sage Maitreya said. Jaha. Children. Children. Iti, Iti, thus, Bhagavan, the worshipful, the worshipful, Kardamaha, Kardamamuni, Brahmana, my Lord Brahma, Udita, commanded, Sarasvatyam, on the bank of the river Sarasvati, Tapaha, penance, Tepe, practiced, Sahasranam, of thousands, Samaha, years, Dasha, ten. Translation and purport by His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami, Shuddha Prabhupada. The great sage Maitreya replied, Commanded by Lord Brahma to beget children in the worlds, the worshipful Kardamamuni practiced penance on the bank of the river Saraswati for a period of 10,000 years. So please repeat, the great sage Maitreya replied. The great sage Maitreya replied. Commanded by Lord Brahma. Commanded by Lord Brahma. To beget children in the worlds. To beget children in the worlds. The worshipful Kardamamuni. Practiced penance on the bank of the river Saraswati. For a period of ten thousand years. For a period of ten thousand years. Reported by Srila Prabhupada. It is understood herein that Kardama Muni meditated in yoga for ten thousand years before attaining perfection. Similarly, we have information that Valmiki Muni also practiced yoga meditation for sixty thousand years before attaining perfection. Therefore, yoga practice can be successfully performed by persons who have a very long duration of life, such as 100,000 years. In that way, it is possible to have perfection in yoga. Otherwise, there is no possibility of attaining the real perfection. Following the regulations, controlling the senses, and practicing the different sitting postures are merely the preliminary practices. We do not know how people can be captivated by the bogus yoga system, in which it is stated that simply by meditating 15 minutes daily, one in this age, one can attain the perfection of becoming one with God. This age, Kali Yuga, is the age of bluffing and quarrel. Actually, there is no possibility of attaining yoga perfection by such paltry proposals. The Vedic literature for emphasis clearly states three times that in this age of Kali, Kalo Nasteva, 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 there is no other alternative no other alternative, no other alternative than Harer Nama, chanting the holy name of the Lord. Namaste Jivanandaya Dasaya Vanacharine Prabhupada Labaya Snita Shila Vinodine Agyana Gontagamana Pashtate Patitamana Yana Guru Taya Chita Harine Takshase Namaha Nama Om Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prashtaya Bhutale Srimate Bhakti Vedanta Swamini Tinamini Namaste Saraswati Devi Gauravani Pacharine Nirvishesha Shunyavani Pashtatare Satarine Jai Shri Krishna Jaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadarha Shri Vasadi Gaurabhata Vinda 
हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे मचे भाचा प्रजाशि जैते भगवान खदामो भमनो दीता सरस्वत्यम तपस्ते पे सहस्रामं समादशा The great sage Maitreya replied, Commanded by Lord Brahma to beget children in the worlds, the worshipful Kardamamuni, practice penance on the bank of the river Saraswati for a period of 10,000 years. So Maitreya Muni replied to uh, this particular uh, question in the last verse, O holy sage, tell me how the worshipful Ruchi and Daksha, the son of Brahma, generated children after securing as their wives the other two daughters of Swayambhu and Manu. And uh, so we can understand from this particular verse that in order to achieve uh, the blessings of the Lord, we have to engage in uh, yoga practice and uh, yajna, when we sacrifice to please God. And so uh, we're going to request all of you who joined us today to um, go to the bank of the river Saraswati and uh, put on your deer skins uh, and please meditate for 60,000 years. Are you all ready? We're, we're going to load the bus this morning. Instead of going to Harinam on campus, we're going to make our way to well, the riverbed, the Tucson riverbed. We can throw some Ganga water and we can meditate for at least 60,000 years. And um, so this was the, the lifespan in Satya Yuga was 100,000 years, generally. And so 60,000 years, that's a large portion, that's 60%. Um, but the inclination of Satya Yuga was God consciousness. And so this was a natural for that a state of mind and being at that particular time to... Um, engage in this wonderful meditation that is said um, in one particular verse, um, I believe in Srimad Bhagavatam, that what can be achieved through the practices of long meditation in Satya Yuga by the, the very um, elaborate fire yagyas in uh, Chaita Yuga and the uh, opulent deity worship in Dwarpa Yuga, that all of that can be achieved by the Sankirtan Yajna and this Kali Yuga. So we can uh, immediately see the difference of the degree of difficulty. <clears throat> of, uh, first of all, we were, we were describing also, uh, Dear Dutta Prabhu <coughs> was describing the Eightfold Path of Mysticism, right? Uh, starting with Yam and Niyam, Asam. Uh, yam and Niyam are the regular principles and then the sitting postures, and pranayam, breathing exercises. Yam, niyam, asam, pranayam, patyahara, withdrawing the senses from their objects. So all of this, Prabhupada is saying the purport, is preliminary to the, the actual uh, yoga practice of the yajna. They're preliminary practices. So the, the execution of the actual um, Meditation itself, the yogya, comes from fixing the mind, dharana, 
uh, meditation. So you fix the mind on the object of meditation. And in, in Satya Yuga, that would be uh, meditating on the super soul within. And then dhyana means you begin to focus uh, steadily on that object of meditation. And then samadhi means you become really absorbed in that object of meditation. Um, so once the uh, body is calmed, and there's no uh, external disturbances, and the breathing and sitting is correct, and then we fix the mind and, and become meditating and become absorbed in the object of meditation. So we can see that, uh, in contrast to that, the, the sacred time, yeah, yeah, like if we, if we think about how Prabhupada started, Sri Prabhupada started the movement. He started off by simply uh, chanting Hare Krishna in Tompkins Square Park, New York City. And so he started to attain uh, following, and then he started to um, influence other people to start chanting the holy names of the Lord. And then later on, he, after they took initiation, then he said, you must follow these four regular principles. So what would have been the beginning of the yoga practice in Satya Yuga, which is Yam Niyam, right, is the preliminary practices, Prabhupada did it the opposite way. He started off by engaging in the meditation. And then through the power of the meditation, they were able to give up these attachments to the sense, to these sense objects, to this lifestyle of sense gratification. So immediately we can understand the mercy of the holy names of Krishna. That there's no easier process in any time in existence than the sacred tantra That all of this uh, rigorous tapasya um, can be bypassed and we can simply take the holy names and sometimes, uh, speaking for myself, because we get familiar with uh, this, this culture, maybe we take the holy names for granted. But it's actually said that the holy names have descended by Krishna's sweet will. Golokera premadan harinam shankirtan. means that the Lord descended in the form of the holy name. And it's the greatest wealth for the living entities. Prema Dham. Dham means wealth. So the wealth of love of God. So Krishna very uh, compassionately and mercifully has, has appeared in the form of the Holy Name. Just like Krishna descends and Krishna performs pastimes, and we see him for some time, and then he disappears. So it's not that Krishna is always personally present in different incarnations before us. So when the holy name is vibrated in our environment, vibrated by our own tongue, this is Krishna himself who is descended to mercifully um, purify us and liberate us from material existence. Uh, this treasure of divine love. And so Bhaktivinoda uh, Thakur said that I'm desiring to bless all living entities. This sweet name of Krishna has ascended to this material world and shines like the sun in the sky of the heart. 
destroying the darkness of ignorance. And then he says, there is nothing except the holy name in all the 14 worlds. So we have the different planetary systems, the 14 different levels, and Bhaktivinoda is saying, the great Acharya is saying, there's nothing except for the holy name in all the 14 worlds. This is a very um, wonderful statement, extreme statement. One, some could say he's an extremist. There's nothing except the holy name in the 14 worlds. There's so many things. And he's saying that actually understanding that this, is, this world is a shadow reflection. This is Krishna's external energy. So this material energy is meant to overcome, it's meant to be free from. And so we're bound up in this world, forgetting God, and based on His kindness, He's come to, to shine light on who we are, illuminate the darkness, and very easily attainable in the form of this holy name. We don't have to practice for 60,000 years. We don't have to do rigorous tapasya. We don't have to meditate for 10,000 years, not 1,000 years. Just this one short lifetime, actually, uh, there's one particular verse in the Chaitanya Charitamrita that says, just a slight glimpse of the holy name, we can attain the perfection. It's, that is so powerful. In other words, Krishna, by his causeless mercy, there's three times of, types of liberated souls. Nitya Siddha, always liberated. Uh, sadhana Siddha, through these rigorous practices, li liberated. And then Kripa Siddha, liberated through mercy. And so Krishna coming to Sindhi as this holy name, he's simply liberating us by mercy at the request of Vasudevata. Vasudevata requested, he said, I, I, just like Prabhupada Maharaj, I agree. I have everything because I have you. But I'm just, I'm just concerned for all these other living entities that are suffering in this world. Please liberate them. Actually, I'll take all their sinful reactions if you simply will liberate them. Lord said, so there's no necessity for that. Actually, uh, based on your request, I will liberate them and you will also be liberated. This is, the Lord is, is so kind, giving us, coming to us, dancing on our tongue. Filling our lips, our tongue, our mouth, our ears, just completely saturating us in Himself. And, it, and the Holy Names are so powerful. There's so many statements in the scriptures that talk about the power of the Holy Name. And, uh, and He is the exemplar of chanting the Holy Names. He was always chanting. He would chant 300,000 names daily, which is 192 rounds. So Prabhupada says in one of the purposes, 16 rounds is very easy. He said, 192 rounds. He would always be chanting. So this was, this was the simplicity of this uh, great devotee, Shihari Dastakur, is actually, he would simply have a Tulsi plant, and he would chant in front of that plant. That was his life. Circumambulate and chant in front of this Tulsi plant. And that's the way he, he relished association with Krishna always. And the Lord, uh, to instruct us, he actually uh, took instruction from Haridas Thakur. He, he asked the Haridas Thakur about um, how the living entities in Kali Yuga 
can be delivered. Uh, he, he recognized, he said, um, these, these living entities in, in this age, they're simply, uh, their engagement is simply killing cows. That's their uh, activity here in, this, in Kali Yuga. How, how will they deli- be delivered? And Chihayana Stakura says, Lord, your holy name is so merciful. You can deliver them all. He said, actually, uh, when the when the Yavanas, when they say haram in their language, this word, this haram means abominable. So he described like uh, a boar with his tusks will will impale somebody, and um, just kind of like a curse word. Like people will curse when something bad happens to them. Uh, these uh, Yavana class will say haram, haram. Uh, and in this way, they're chanting the names of Lord Ram. Because Ha also means O. Oh. So, O oh, Ram! O oh, Ram! In this way, Namacharya uh, said, this is Nambas. It's chanting, there's not, it's not offensive chanting, it's chanting innocently. There's no uh, intention to uh, abuse Krishna. Like I was, th- I was thinking, I like a. Offensive chanting is like wiping our grease off on the holy names, like uh, like trying to use Krishna, like like the holy names is purifying. So uh, the seventh offense is said to chant uh, holy names, uh, to commit simple activities on the strength of chanting the holy names. So like using using Krishna's purifying potency to uh, endeavor for materialistic pursuits, uh, and then and then. Using to clean ourselves off, like a like atonement, like that. Now we we all have attachments in this world, so we chant to purify ourselves. So the intention is there to to purify our hearts. But if somebody approaches um, the holy names in order to use to commit sinful activities, that's offensive. So he says this is an innocent chanting, uh, simply uh, because of this. Um, this phrase, haram, innocently calling out because of the pain and the, the uh, excruciating experience. Haram. In that way, they become liberated because at the time of death, they're calling out to Lord Ram. That's, that's the Lord's mercy. And then, Chihayadas Thakur, he gave the example of Ajamil. Ajamil lived uh, a completely sinful life. But at the end, in his fear of death, he called out to his son, Narayan. Innocently, he just called out, Narayan. Because of that, the Vishnu Dudas came to deliver them. Actually, after, uh, after uh, the Mangalarti this morning, Ananta Prabhu was telling me, Srila Prabhupada was, was saying how the Vishnu Dudas are just like the, the police, police officers are circumambulating the town. Circulating. Circulating the town. <laughs> are circulating within the town, the police officers. In the same way the Vishnu Dudas are, are always um, conscious of where the holy names are being chanted. And they see that if somebody is chanting Krishna's name at the time of death, they are there to take them back to the spiritual world. And, and, and Atta Prabhu was, was sharing his realization that what we're doing is very significant. We may not think it's so significant, but the, the Vishnu Dudas, the associates of Lord Vishnu, they're recognizing 
and we're chanting this Hare Krishna mantra. So Sri Haridas Thakur is, is telling Lord Chaitanya, you will deliver all of them. And so the Lord then inquires, he said, what about the non-moving living entities? And Haridas Thakur said, by your great vibration, they're all liberated. Actually, what sounds like a, an echo, like when you went from through the forest of Jarikand, all the living entities, the animals, the insects, the birds, the bees, all the living entities were following you and chanting the holy name of the Lord. But there's also an echo. And that echo is also the non-moving living entities are chanting the holy names too. And they're becoming liberated. So actually you're liberating everyone by your cause's mercy. And then the Lord then inquires, um, he inquires, he says, so you're liberating everyone. Everybody's becoming liberated. So how will there be any living entities in this world? And the Lord says, uh, there is so many undeveloped living entities waiting to take birth. So immediately we'll fill, the world will fill again. And so there's no concern for that. And so, uh, Sri Rupa Goswami, he says, these, these names of Krishna are actually transcendentally sweet, like sugar candy. They're like like it's like sugar is the ingredient that makes everything sweet. Like in Mayapur, they have the sugar cane juice. They grind the sugar cane. You can drink the, the, the sugar directly. And it's the most sweet substance. So similarly, the holy names of the Lord are are sweetness, are the, the essence of sweetness. Actually. But because Ignorance is confining us. We can't taste the the ignorance, the the jaundice, the disease of ignorance. We cannot taste. But that's okay, because the Lord is merciful. The Lord sees us approaching Him, and we get glimpses of the sweetness of Krishna. Sometimes we might chant the name Krishna once and experience Krishna's sweetness. This is a glimpse of the holy names that was spoken about. Uh, like Borijan Prabhu, Borijan Prabhu was, was describing in some of his uh, Japa seminars that he was chanting the holy name for so long and he wasn't, he, wasn't a, he wasn't feeling any taste or experience with it. And then uh, somehow or other he was influenced to really pay attention, to understand I'm, I'm, not, I'm not being attentive in my chanting. And he had one Japa session where he realized, wow, I wasn't even... I wasn't even chanting before. I didn't even know what chanting was. Because the power of this holy name, when, when, we, when we focus our mind and our heart on the sound vibration, is so powerful and so sweet. And so uh, that example of the uh, magnifying glass, that the magnifying glass is like our mind. Uh, the sun rays, the sun is extremely powerful, right? It can burn anything immediately to ashes. But when the rays are scattered, they don't have uh, as much potency as when they are, um, they are directed through the magnifying glass. And then it can create a fire. So similarly, when our mind focuses on the sound vibration of the holy name, that fire of Krishna's holy name can completely burn up, burn to ashes, all of our sinful reactions. 
And it can remove this avidya, this ignorance that covers our, our consciousness. So, I, uh, I found some verses that I'd like to share. And first, uh, we'd like to receive the blessings of the six Goswamis, because we're following in their footsteps. They were the greatest relishers of the holy names and the teachers of Bhakti Yoga for this age. So, Krishna Kirtana Gana Natarana Paro Premam Ritambo Nidi Dira Dira Jana Priyo Priya Prakaro Nirmat Saro Pujito Sri Jaitanya Kripa Baro Bibu Bibu Parabahantara Ko Vande Rupa Sanatana Ragu Yugo Sri Jiva Gopala Ko I offer my respectful obeisances unto the six Goswamis, namely Sri Rupa Goswami. Sri Sanatana Goswami, Sri Raghunath Bhatta Goswami, Sri Raghunath Das Goswami, Sri Jiva Goswami, and Sri Gopal Bhatta Goswami, who are always engaged in loudly chanting the holy name of Krishna and dancing. They are just like the ocean of love of God, and they are popular both with, with the gentle and with the ruffians, because they are not envious of anyone. Whatever they do, they are all pleasing to everyone, and they are fully blessed by Lord Jaitanya. Thus, they are engaged in missionary activities meant to deliver all the conditioned souls in the, in the material universe. And uh, I heard a, a beautiful example recently of um, the Red Sea and the Dead Sea in Israel. And the Dead Sea is very salty, as many of you know, so any living creature that enters and tries to live in those waters will die. But on the other hand, the Red Sea is, is thriving with life. Uh, so this particular person's realization was that in the Dead Sea, you have an uh, inflow, an inlet of water going into the, water, into, uh, the Dead Sea. And as you, you know, the water passes over the sediment and, and that the salt comes from the earth. So the salt is going into the water, making it more and more salty. But there's no outflow. But on the, uh, in the Red Sea, there's an inlet and an outlet. So you have water flowing in and water flowing out. And so this person's realization was to be like the Red Sea. Uh, in other words, we're constantly being inundated by, with gifts. Gifts from God, ultimately, and then gifts from his part and parcels. Uh, we obtain um, uh, help, guidance, support, and facility our whole life from God, and from, from the living entities, the part and parcels of God. Uh, empowered by Krishna. And so, uh, really what, what yajna, the essence of yajna means, it means to give back. It means this is the activity by which we can please God, and therefore please everyone. Like Prabhupada was talking about on Sunday, watering the root of the tree. Yajna means to water the root of the tree. So when we engage in sankirtan yajna, um, the, the highest perfectional Dharma, the only way, as described in this verse of self-realization, for giving back, where we have that outlet, that outflow, where our life thrives, because we're giving back, we're sharing, we're sharing the greatest treasure of love of God, Premadam. And this is giving us life. That's why sometimes devotees say Sankirtan is life. And that's true. Life means to give back. And the best thing we can give is Harinam, is the holy names of Krishna. And that comes through the vibration and through the books and through the spoken word. 
And so that is our life. Sankirtan is life. That's what we're, we're here to give the holy names to everyone. So Prabhupada did. So if we give the holy names, the rules and regulations, they can come. But just freely give. The marketplace is open. The names are free. Simply distribute. Distribute to everyone. And so we have uh, Lord Jaitanya Sikshastika, and he's giving uh, the benefits of the holy name. Cleanses the heart. Cheto Dharapana Maharjana, Bhava Maha Dabhagni It's eliminating the fire of material existence. Shreya Kairava Chandri Kavritaranam. It's the lotus flower, the, uh, the unveiling of the lotus flower of good fortune. Vidyavadu Jivanam. All knowledge comes through Krishna in the form of the holy name. Anandam Bhudivardhanam. It's an ocean of nectar, bliss. Pratipadam Paramitasvadhanam. Every step the bliss is increasing. Every step. Every step we're entering deeper into this ocean, this ocean of bliss. Anandam Bhudivardhanam. And uh, in verse 2, Shidetanya Mahaprabhu says, O my Lord, your holy name alone can render all benediction to living beings. And thus you have hundreds and millions of transcendental names like Krishna and Govinda, in which you have invested all your transcendental energies. There are no hard and fast rules for chanting these names. O oh my Lord, out of kindness, you, are, you enable us to easily approach you by chanting these holy names. But I am so unfortunate that I have no attraction for them. So then he gives the, uh, the antidote to this lack of attraction to, to eliminate this avidya and taste the sweetness of the holy names. To be very humble. Uh, speaking to Jacob the other day, and uh, we were speaking about anxiety. And anxiety comes from uh, thinking that we are controllers in this world and the proprietors. So therefore, if we're controllers, we think that we can uh, manage the different um, calamities or difficulties or, or just life in general, that we can manage life. And if we're the proprietor, we're afraid of losing what we have. So anxiety comes from false ego. It comes from not understanding our position. Uh, just like the example is given, if you're, uh, I know that uh, one of our devotees here I was hearing is afraid of heights. Recently, I was hearing that, and I also, it's also very, it is fearful, <laughs> a very high precipice, uh, because if you fall, it's, you're going to die. Um, uh, and so if you're very high, it's anxiety-provoking, but if you're on the on ground level, there's no fear of falling. Your anxiety is completely eliminated. So when we become very humble, we realize, I don't control ever, anything. That Krishna is completely in control. I can't do anything unless I'm empowered by Krishna. I can't say anything unless Krishna gives me words to say. And I can't go anywhere unless Krishna gives me the ability to walk. And I don't own anything. Krishna owns everything. And if we're just a humble servant, we're on the ground level, where's the, where's the anxiety? And the anxiety is eliminated. There's no position to attain besides just serving more. So all anxiety is gone. So Sri Jaitanya Mahaprabhu is saying, in this state of mind, um, we can always take shelter of the Lord. Because when we chant the holy names of Krishna, 
We are taking shelter of Krishna. We're admitting that I have nothing, I know nothing, but you. You are my life and soul. I need you. I'm burning in this ocean of nations. Please rescue me. Please pull me out from this world. Please give me your shelter, your mercy. Give me your cooling glance. So that, that humility is there and calling out like a child for his mother. It's Jiddha Prabhupada uh, taught us. Let's see. Let's read uh, one more verse. I have, you see a lot of verses marked for the holy names. Let's see all those bookmarks. All Govinda's bookmarks. They distribute those. Let's see. So Krishna will give us the right verse here. Okay, this is uh, Shukadev Goswami instructs Maharaj Pikshit. We'll, ch- we'll chant this verse and then open up for any questions or discussion. Tasmat Samkirtanam Vishnu Jagan Mangalam Amshasam Mahatam Apikorabya Vidi Aikantika Niskritam. My dear King, the chanting of the holy name of the Lord is able to uproot even the reactions of the greatest sins. Therefore, the chanting of the Sankirtan movement is the most auspicious activity in the universe. Please try to understand this so that others will take it seriously. Die. Hare Krishna. That was uh, from uh, Srimad Bhagavatam 6, 331. That's Sukadeva Swami Dhamara's preaching. Yes. Um, we're talking about uh, the reason the seven defense is so egregious is because the intention is to deliberately use use Krishna, abuse him, wipe their sins. Wipe our dirt off on yeah, Krishna. Right. And what was the other counterpoint about uh, innocent chain? Yeah, innocent chain. What, what was the example of that? Yeah. Uh, Haram. Haram, yeah. So it seems to be all about intentions. Is that? Yes. That was, that was described in Prabhupada explained that more okay. in that section. So I'm wondering how, you know, um, I've got to see pretty unconscious, unintentional service has such benefit. But why is that? Because the intention is complete. It's not even there to please Krishna. <laughs> so what's that? If the intention, if the bad intention has such bad effects, then why is unconscious intention so good? Because intentions are powerful. Huh? Intentions are powerful. Right. But like we can we can harm others. Like like Papa was saying, and also in this section. I'm not talking about the good, about the unconscious. That's if you can. Focus oh, okay, on. okay. Why is it? So so you're you're not questioning like why that would be negative to. Chant the holy name with simple intention. Yeah, yeah, that's bad. But, okay. but, uh, what's... Uh, what's about the she has... She has. Well, I, I think when you innocently chant, you know, that's more pure than having the knowledge that you shouldn't be committing these offenses and then chanting thinking, oh, now I'm erased of the... Yeah. So... A- offense is worse than neutral, neutrality. Like no, I understand that, but uh, I'm trying to why well, it's all about intentions and what what's what's a Gata Sukriti all about? Unconscious. Okay, yeah, that's the answer. That's the only. 
that's the only answer. That's what uh, Shahari Rastakur was saying. He said, yeah. by your mercy, he said, by your mercy, by your great vibration, all of them will be delivered. Yeah. There is there is no, just like causeless means there is nothing we did. Yeah. It's just Krishna is so kind upon us. Yeah. And he comes with his holy names and he delivers us. When, like Sri Dejani Mahaprabhu was saying, all we're thinking about is killing cows in this age. But he comes so mercifully and eliminates all of our sinful reactions just by, and, and, and it also was, it was said not just the Lord himself, but those in the line of the Lord. That was also said in this section. Those chanting in the line of Sri Chaitanya. All these living entities will be delivered. Like, like uh, Prabhupada, Lord Chaitanya's greatest ambassador, he would say, uh, I came to your country alone. I wasn't even invited. <laughs> Nobody asked Prabhupada to come. But he did it out of his compassion. Whereas his godbrother didn't have that depth. Because you know, he would be so hard. You know? There was that one story, um, Nick was sharing a story of Srila Prabhupada where he was going to get his visa somehow and like and, he, and they weren't giving it to him. Right. So he almost he was like walking out. And like that would have been it. Like that was probably because they wouldn't they wouldn't and then some gentleman actually stepped in and helped Prabhupada. Yeah. Like we don't know who this, this person well, was. Well Dr. Radha Krishna. That was but the someone like at the office. Oh at the last that was the P form. Okay. But the visa was Prabhupada, he went to Dr. Radha Krishna, can you help me? get this uh, visa. And Dr. Radha Krishna said, why? Why should I help you? Because he was a Mayavadi. <laughs> right? And so Prabhupada was preaching to him about the, the effects, the beneficial effects of the Holy Name. And so Radha Krishna said, okay, part of my duties is I'm overseeing the prison program in India. So if you can go in there, and with the, if, you, if, you, if your chanting can actually help them, then I will give you. And so, after a month, the prison people said, yes, Bhaktivedanta Swami is, uh, is changing people here with this. So Radha Krishna, he stood by and he okay, I'll give you the visa. It's amazing. There's so many things I had to line up for yeah. Prabhupada to actually even come here. Yeah. yeah. But Prabhupada had to really endeavor. Yeah. Okay, it's 8.50, so is that the time you wanted to... Yes. Like 8.50 is like the latest? Is that a new standard? Or? 8.55 would be the absolute, the absolute latest. latest. Okay. We had a meeting while you were gone. Sir. No, I heard. I asked about the announcement, and I heard from the and I liked it, actually. Kirtan continues with <laughs> the class. So, so when we, we start the Kirtan, the Jayavada Mahal is A sharp, right? Well, I mean, we're just start stopping the second Kirtan five minutes early. The second? Oh, Seven, 7.55. Five. So the 8 o'clock, we can be actually sitting yeah. down. Okay. Is there any burning questions or comments? Well, yeah. Just one thing about the Yapta Sukriti. Um, I mean, if someone is chanting, you know, as, like we're supposed to be chanting, asking Krishna for his mercy and his help. I mean, our intention is to please Krishna and go back to Godhead. But Yapta Sukriti, um, you know, they're guaranteed 
to take up some devotional service in their next life, so there's a difference. It's not the same in a sense. Um, so the intention does matter. You still get mercy, but not like someone just casually walks by the Hari Nam party and then goes back to God and that's, you know. Which is possible. Which is possible. Because they can remember Krishna at the time of their death. Like, <laughs> like I did. I mean, I just mean like, he had some, you know, powerful samaskaras. To he he wasn't remembering Krishna throughout his life. Ajamil. Yeah. But because some somehow or other, well, his son was named right. <laughs> so. But, uh, yeah. He was. So I guess time also is relative. So. All, everyone, everyone who hears the holy names will be liberated, but it, it could take different amounts of time. So. Okay. Yes? You were speaking of cows being slaughtered for meat, and in general, meat eating, it, uh, in the past I have heard that the slaughtering of animals is justified through Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, which says, then God said, Let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea, and the birds in the sky, over the livestock, and all the wild animals, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. Okay, so what, what happens if you have a dependent? Say you're ruling a kingdom. What is your duty when you rule over someone? The duty is protection. Actually, uh, the better translation is uh, stewards of the earth. And the stewards of the earth means caring for the dependents. So actually, uh, a lot of the, also a lot of the translations in the Bible, they mistranslate um, things from the original Aramaic or the original Greek. But actually, um, a very lower principle, there's, there's some uh, allowance for meat eating um, and very lower level dharma if it's done in the right way. But, uh, in terms of purification uh, and pleasing God, this uh, abominable activity has to be given up. Uh, pure religion, pure devotional service needs to give up uh, violence, unnecessary violence. Um, that's one of the, uh, the legs of Dharma, religion, is, is uh, compassion, uh, especially for the innocent. So we're going we're gonna to have to end here. I'm sorry, we, we are running late. But um, the, the proper way is, is stewardship, which means caring for our dependents, not killing them and eating them. Okay, Hare Krishna. Gratara Shriva Bhagavatam Kijai.